She cannot believe it. She's absolutely stunned. When Estella Decker won her snowboarding gold medal at Pyeongchang, it made her the first ever woman Olympian to win gold in two different sports at the Winter Games. I've got to say, I was a little surprised. She was in total disbelief herself after the alpine skiing gold. She thought it was some kind of big timing mistake. But it got me thinking, how on earth do you keep the passion up for not just one Olympic sport, but two? Can you truly have more than one passion? My name's Ed Knowles and this is the Olympic Channel podcast. Each week we take a topic and we get someone interesting to talk about it. Because, well, why not learn from the best? We want to help you think just like an Olympian. Today, three-time Olympic medal-winning gymnast Danelle Lever on pursuing an acting career in Hollywood. He says that finding the balance between your passions is the hardest thing. Not to overwhelm yourself with just only doing that thing. Like, you need to balance. We hear from double gold medalist Estela Decker herself. I hope it's not once in a lifetime. <laughs> and I hope I've got a lot of great races in front of me still. But what if your passion just isn't paying the bills? We speak to some of the world's top snowboarders who finance their sporting careers by putting their bodies on the line at work as well with construction jobs, like laying concrete. Starting out with a bad back, that's like one of the tougher things to do. So, Esther Ledecker's performance at the Winter Games in February was a shock. Like a really, really big shock. Winning in snowboarding and in alpine skiing, well, no one has done that before. Everyone in South Korea was in awe, especially her fellow Czechs. When you spoke to them in Pyeongchang, they literally couldn't believe it. This was right up against their biggest sporting achievements by anyone ever. Anyway, anyway, let's get a quick reminder of her two performances. Ledechka tucks from the line, 121-12. Oh! She's taken the ball! She cannot believe it! She's absolutely stunned. Must be some mistake. When we said we thought we'd be writing Winter Olympic Games history, I don't think any of us expected her to be on the podium. She borrowed skis from Michaela Schifrin in order to win her first gold medal. Ledetska, the gold medalist on skis in the Alpine Super G in her first Olympic Games. Could she be a dual sport gold medalist? She's starting to find a rhythm. Super G gold, snowboarding gold. Esther Ledetska, a true Olympic great. What a magnificent story it's been. We spoke to Ledecker afterwards, though, and she was just so humble. Alessandro Poggi sat with her on the evening she won that second gold in snowboard cross. And he started by asking her how she'd been able to cope with the roller coaster of emotions. To be honest, I really uh, take it like any other race. I was... Um, maybe you're a little bit disappointed <laughs> about that, but uh, from my side, I love every I love racing, and uh, every race for me is a huge experience. And I have to thank to my team uh, at the first place because they really deserve what is happening, and this is for them. Those two medals must be something special for you. Uh, maybe it's, it's once in a lifetime. 
you don't think about that sometimes. I hope it's not once in a lifetime. <laughs> and I hope I've got a lot of great races in front of me still. And as I, as I said, it's uh, another race and it was amazing race and I really enjoyed every run. So you made history winning being the first woman to win uh, in two different disciplines, uh, even at the same Winter Games, Winter Olympic Games. What's going to change now in your career? I don't know. Uh, I think nothing. <laughs> um, as far as I will have fun with uh, riding snowboard and riding skis, running down the hill, then I'll do both and uh, I'll just continue in my trying to be the best and trying to uh, improve myself every day. I imagine these few days between the two races were uh, quite tough from a nerves point of view because now everybody was expecting you to deliver. How did you manage to deal with the pressure? It was for sure a little bit tough but uh, to be honest in the end uh, today I was racing uh, like any other day I was it was in the end the uh, smallest pressure on me uh, since one week uh, it was I felt natural in my skin and uh, I was just going my runs and it was in the end quite easy what do you do to get some pressure off I saw before this ski the, before you won the medal, you were at the, at the starting gate, you were like uh, blowing and uh, trying to uh, get getting ready. Uh, how do you motivate? How, how do you deal with the pressure? How, what, what do you do to like charge yourself? That's top secret. <laughs> Come really? on, you just won a medal. Uh, tell us something. Yeah, but I want want them more, and I don't want to uh, <laughs> uh, say my secrets. <laughs> how do I do that? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. In the winter sports, you've done everything now. You want to snowboard. Uh, I don't think there are more sports you want to uh, have a challenge with, uh, unless you say otherwise. What about summer sports? Sure, no problem. <laughs> no, uh, since I was a little child, I, I had quite high dreams, uh, quite crazy dreams, and uh, it was to win the gold medal in all disciplines in skiing and all disciplines in snowboarding, and then also a gold medal in windsurfing and gold medal in beach volleyball, I guess. So I still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> but also you are very energetic. Your coach, Andre, said it needs to slow you down. You always want to train. Why? why? You, you, it seems like you, you can't get uh, enough. You know, all the girls, when I'm snowboarding, they are skiing. So I still need to work a little bit more on the sk my skiing trainings. That's what I feel. <laughs> I know that on your uh, WhatsApp, there's a picture of Keith Richards. <laughs> How do you know? I have my sources. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm Keith Richards, yeah. Why? Uh, because he's cool. <laughs> Do you see something of, of, of Keith Richards in uh, yourself and why? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's, um, you know, he's a great uh, rocker, rock, how do you call that, rock person? Uh, <laughs> 
Rockstar, yeah. <laughs> and um, I hope I will meet him once uh, personally. <laughs> Uh, but I think uh, if I was a little bit like him, I would not be able to do sports. <laughs> I still, I'm curious why you put this picture. I mean, oh, yeah, my, I put my daughter in my WhatsApp picture. Uh, or, or yeah, why do you do that? <laughs> because I love my daughter. I can. Yeah, I love Keith Richards. That's it. <laughs> he, uh, I wish he was my boyfriend. Honestly. <laughs> Thanks to Esther there. So it seems like Ledecker's philosophy was just to have fun and the rest will follow. She seems very happy-go-lucky. She's always smiling. But as you can tell from that interview, she is definitely just keeping something a little bit back for herself. And you have to be very driven in order to win one gold medal, and especially not in two different sports. It took a very long time for US gymnast Danelle Laver to realize that he had to love what he did in order to excel. And then when he managed that, guess what happened? He won two Olympic silver medals in one day, making it three medals overall. And after that, well, he decided that gymnastics maybe wasn't for him anymore. And now he's in Hollywood looking to become an actor. Our man Andrew Binner met with him in Los Angeles and began by asking whether you need passion in what you do in order to be good at it. I would say that, but more more importantly, is just like understanding that you need a balance. You know, not not to get, um, not to overwhelm yourself with just only doing that thing. Like you need to balance, otherwise. One, you're not even going to enjoy it at the end of the day. Like maybe you'll reach your goal and and you won't even be happy because like you'll be like, wow, that was like what? How did I even get here? So you have to enjoy everything, un unfortunately. But um, so would you say? And in gymnastics, is that something in the early part of your career you found that balance easier to get than to the later part of your career? You said you were quite happy just to let it go for now. Is it because you hadn't quite got the balance right towards the end? I actually think it was quite the opposite. I think I didn't find the balance until later in my career, and I feel like that was the reason uh, that I was able to let go, that I understood that, like, okay, like, you know, for the last year or a year and a half of my career, you know, I really understood, like, that I couldn't just be doing something for the sake of doing it because I thought that I was supposed to be doing it. I, I had to do it because I, like, wanted to be doing it. And really, that only clicked, like, the last year of my career, like, in, in 2016. And that was the year, I think, that I actually enjoyed it the most other than when, you know, when you're young, you enjoy everything. But uh, once you get... After, after the first Olympics, I got really into my own head, you know? And there was a few years there that I was just, like, not enjoying anything. And I just felt, like I said, I just felt like I had to be doing something. Um, but then towards the end, I, I was really enjoying it. And that's, I feel like that's why I was able to be like, and I'm done. And are you, uh, you missing gymnastics at all? Um, well, I feel like if I say no, I'll let down a lot of fans. So I'm going to say... I'm going to say no, actually. <laughs> no, I mean, um, competing was always a lot of fun, of course. Um, being out in the arenas and stuff and, and uh, yeah, just traveling to, to different countries was a lot of fun. But, I mean, it's just, God, it's so hard. It's so hard. And are you, um, obviously, you've been successful in quite a few different areas of life. 
Um, you are on the Spanish language version of Dancing with the Stars and now you're being an actor and I know you've been in quite a few shoots and things like that. Um, tell us a little bit how you approach each new thing that you try. Are there similar things that you do when you go into each thing? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yes and no. You know, like the, the work ethic and the discipline for everything that I uh, used in gymnastics, I obviously, you know, kind of did that or am doing that now for acting and, and anything that I'm doing professionally. But um, there was a lot of things that I left with gymnastics because I felt that they were unnecessary in the real world. You know, there's a lot of um, superstition and stuff that I guess every athlete kind of picks up throughout the years. But I really decided to just like start completely new and fresh. And whenever I feel my, myself kind of falling into that again I will like almost reset and do the opposite of what I think is what I need you know so is it fair to say you've got a, a completely well not a completely but in some ways kind of a, a new approach to doing to being to trying to become an actor as that you did to be a gymnast yeah absolutely I mean as a gymnast I really did um because I kind of needed to of course I I really did revolve everything in and outside of the gym to gymnastics you know like uh, I made everything very business um, and I just focused and when I was training it wasn't a sacrifice because I had a goal and and that's what I was working for and I was very happy doing that every day of my life but at the same time now that I've retired and I've kind of forced myself to allow myself to enjoy life oh man it's amazing so it's like it is like kind of totally different um, you mentioned focus there. Uh, I want to talk about that a little bit. In Britain, you've got some people who go on to pro, who tr we've and gymnasts in particular, who try to balance their job as a gymnast with trying these new endeavors, like a little bit of acting, going in the dancing programs and stuff. Why did you choose not to go down that route and just to solely focus on one thing at a time? Well, one of the main reasons was because my body was just like, "Hey, man, we're done." And so I was like, okay, that's, I guess that's it. But the other reason, uh, another main reason was because, you know, I approached gymnastics with the mentality that I was going to do nothing else but that, you know, and that's the same thing I'm doing now with, uh, with, with acting. Uh, I'm doing things that will complement my acting, but in reality, I am not straying away from my goal, you know, which is to be uh, a successful or in uh, real terms, a working actor. <laughs> um, so you'd say, in in your experience, in order to be to get the best success out of whatever you're doing, it's got to be sort of one thing at a time that you concentrate on. Yeah, I believe. Unless, of course, you know, you do things that are complementing what what that uh, ultimate goal is. Of course, like you know, um, again, I'm acting, and I'm not like constantly at auditions but i am always taking classes um or i am just like helping uh friends of mine putting um their auditions on tape and that gives me an opportunity to act or i'm like reading about you know reading acting books and stuff like that and that's really uh helpful or writing you know so everything is that's kind of the good thing about being in this uh industry is that like there's a lot for you to do so you'll never 
uh, be doing something that won't be helping your career in the long run? Um, I've never done gymnastics or acting, but I imagine <laughs> there looks like from the outside, there's quite a lot of similarities between the two. For example, if you're doing a certain choreography or something in gymnastics, um, are there elements of that that help that have helped you go into the acting world, learning lines and things like that? Do you see some sort of crossover with some of the skills? Yeah, absolutely. Um, beside beside the you know like the obvious, like if there's like a role that requires me to be a little more physical and I have to do like something that's a little more quote acrobatic, um, then yeah, absolutely it it helps. But also um like i said mentioned earlier the work ethic and like the discipline that gymnastics taught me um kind of helps me with acting because it helps me uh you know just like say more focus on my lines or, or figure out the characters uh figure out what it really means uh, that i'm saying and uh you know it has been really helpful i would say the absolute best of luck to Danell in his mission to be an actor. And thanks to Andrew there also. Danell clearly loved gymnastics, but somehow that passion just got mixed up and it's hard to figure out where and when you're going wrong. Other times though, you would simply give anything just to concentrate on your sport, but things aren't that easy. At Sochi 2014, Alex Diebold went home with a bronze medal in snowboard cross. He funded his journey with a series of jobs, including manual labour. He sat down with some of his friends and teammates from the US team who are not just snowboarders, but are construction workers as well. I got to be one of the best snowboarders in the world and travel with the US snowboard team because I poured that concrete. For sure. Coming into the biggest training part of the season and having worn tool bags for three, four months and starting out with a bad back, that's like one of the tougher things to do. Everyone sitting here has paid for each one of their turns. Like we have put in everything, sacrifices, relationship, finances. I think that's what makes our team so strong together. You know, I've worked as a roofer and in a bike shop and, you know, doing cold sales. And I think that it makes some of those victories a little bit more sweet. Do I wish that it was different? Absolutely. But I don't know if I would be where I am today if I didn't have some of that struggle, that, that grit. I think that I would be way better off, I'd be a way better athlete, I'd have better results if I wasn't spending all my time pouring concrete and destroying the body that I'm trying to use for <laughs> athletics. The fact that I have to work, I like it. I'm always the underdog because if I didn't have to work, I think I would be so much more prepared. Knowing like you have worked this hard to get here and I know you guys feel the same way, it makes it everything that much better. I'm sure you guys have all had this happen where you say you're on the US snowboard team and right away some people get a little angry because they think that their tax dollars are paying for what we do and it's absolutely not the case. I feel like I've more so have people when they find out that no I'm not funded or I, I don't get paid to do this but I'm at this level in the World Cup tour they're like super shocked. You're not like a paid athlete on salary you're just your costs are covered, which is nice. A lot of our funding comes from private donors and a few corporate sponsors that partner either with US Ski and Snowboard or the US Olympic Committee. What would you guess is approximately the cost for the average season? I would say it's between twenty-five and $30,000 between equipment, traveling, lodging, entries. My balance is 
probably $60,000 credit card balance at the moment. This is the coolest job you could have. It's, we're all really lucky to be able to do this. It wouldn't hurt but, if it yeah. paid more, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's awesome. So maybe it's finding that passion and protecting it as well that is so key. The snowboarding guys are clearly passionate about snowboarding and the Olympics, but you do get the feeling that they quite like their regular jobs as well. Okay, not as much as snowboarding, but it feels like the passion and the work ethic that you have from your sport pours into your work and their family lives as well. So perhaps there's a value in the adage that a hard life is a good life. You get out what you put in. Now, if you really do like what we're talking about today, then you should take a look at the Olympic Channel original series, Day Jobs, from a windsurfing dentist to a rowing Buddhist priest with his sights on Tokyo. You really wouldn't believe it. Here's a quick listen to the trailer. No one is born an Olympian. Olympians are made. Training for me is five days a week, two or three times a day. There's no shortcuts to being an Olympian. Moving for more than just strength and speed, but something else, a drive to compete. Before the torch is lit and long after it goes out, they put in the work. Working for mum and dad, it's quite normal for me. I've, I've always done it. I've made a lot of sacrifices for the shop. If I want to do something, I either have to try and be the best at it or just not do it at all. Whatever their journey, whatever it takes, this is their passion. If you put the time in and you're consistent, you'll be successful. Day Jobs, only on the Olympic Channel. So just throwing Day Jobs and the Olympic Channel into a search engine and that should all come up for you. So that's it for now. Thanks for listening. Recommendation time. And if you've really got most prestigious and frankly, most engrossing contest in the Masters, I know what you might think, but like curling, it has that moment where all the epic build-up comes down to just one shot. Plus, Tiger Woods is playing, which is going to be super interesting because he's been out for a long time with an injury. And Olympic champion Justin Rose will be looking to put all his heartbreak behind him after losing to Sergio Garcia in a playoff last year round. Golf is really rich in storylines and you get a nice long time to actually hear them. So if you do like curling, I say you will like golf as well. Plus, they, they both come from Scotland after all. Please do get in touch via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram with any podcast-related shout-outs. It's always really nice to hear from people. Shout-out to Richard Page, who says he's been listening on a huge five-hour commute. And if you do like what you hear, then please give us a subscribe. It costs you absolutely nothing, and it really helps us out. Plus, a nice five-star review, five stars, uh, where you can, gives us a real huge boost for more people trying to find out about us. Give us a shout-out on social media too. We would absolutely love it. Anyway, that's enough for now. Until next time, 